0: Welcome back to Brunch and Slay. I'm your host and the founder and CEO of Brunch and Slay Media, Amira Sane. First of all, I got a little housekeeping. Guys, please forgive me. This voice is raspy once again. I'm out here living my best life, and I got a little too excited. And these allergies in combination with me being in Vegas, sound make this sound. So, forgive me for the gruffly sound in your ears. I want to thank you all for listening and for sharing the show. The last year has been amazing and I know that you're going to enjoy today's show. Um, so Today we have a Mama Four. Can you believe that? And she's fabulous and she's fit and she looks amazing. Not that you can be a Mama Four and not look amazing. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> my mom has four kids. I don't want her to come back at me. <laughs> she's a Dallas native, so you know she's already got my heart. Uh, she's a beauty professional for over 14 years, and she's a self-care change maker. Welcome to the show, Jamie McLaughlin. Hello, Jamie. Hi, thank you for ha- having me. Oh, I'm so excited. So, okay, you know, I got to ask, what part of Dallas are you from? So I we actually just moved here. So um,
1: we uh, used to live in Phoenix, Arizona, and we moved here about seven months ago. So we're in the Fort Worth area temporarily until we kind of figure out what part of Texas we love the
0: most. Well, you know, as a Dallas person, I have to say, uh, you're not going to like Fort Worth when you like Dallas. <laughs>
1: I definitely love Dallas. I'm finding there are um, (laughs) lots of areas in Fort Worth that's not my favorite, but Dallas is
0: super, super fun to go down. So uh, I'm sure we're going to start to migrate closer to Dallas. Yeah. I read over your blog about you guys deciding to go for a more minimalistic lifestyle and I thought it was really cool. And yeah, yeah, I thought that was so interesting. You want to talk to everybody a little bit about what led you to take that leap? Yeah. So we, um,
1: again, we have four kids, my husband and I, um, so that's, you know, a big family of six. So that comes with, um, lots of schedules and lots of needs and lots of stuff. Um, and a couple years ago, um, when we were living in Phoenix, we purchased our first home. And at the time we were watching a little too much fixer upper and (laughs) Chip and Joe just made, Um, home renovations look far too easy. Um, And so we jumped into our first home and we kind of redid everything and redid the floors and redid the baseboards and, you know, all these huge projects. And, you know, the backyard was amazing and it was big and everyone had their own bedrooms and we had a big kitchen and it was gorgeous and we loved it. Um, But it was so much work. The upkeep, um, It you know, I finally got to the point where, you know, my husband, he's from England, and so we travel back and forth to England often um and we love traveling. And it it hit me that I was just like, we are spending so much money on wood, on like baseboards. (laughs) Like I don't want to spend money on baseboards. I want to take my family to go see a show in London and I wanna go to Italy and I wanna go eat good food and like go to Disneyland with my kids. I don't want to be a slave to my home after about a year, we just kind of felt so unsettled. And we were like, okay, like something needs to change. We need to make big change. Um, and we had known we didn't want to raise our family in Phoenix. We just didn't know what was next. And we kind of were waiting for that next opportunity. So, um, the opportunity to come to Dallas arose, um, and we jumped at it and we kind of took it step by step and just said, you know, let's sell the house, whatever. Um, see how it goes. Um, so our house sold in five days.
0: <laughs> wow. So that forced
1: us to figure out. Yeah. So we were like, okay, <laughs> we need to kind of get going real quick and figure out what we're doing. So, um, we got rid of like half of our stuff, which was so fun freeing. Um, and we moved into an apartment until we figured out when we were going to Dallas. And so the kids could finish out their school year. And once we were in an apartment for, we were only there for three months, we were like, you know what, this is not that bad. Um, I bet you we could do this a little bit longer. You know, it's given us, um, more freedom to not be cleaning all the time and not be doing house projects. And my husband was spending the whole weekend doing the lawn. So, um, when we came to Dallas, we were like, let's try it for a little bit longer. So, um, we have been in, um, an apartment here, which is quite large. <laughs> um, everything is way bigger in Texas for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so we've been in an apartment here and, um, it just makes you realize that there's, there's so much stuff and you just don't need it. There's all these toys and the kids just weren't playing with it and it was just more to clean, more to take care of. So, um,
0: it's more on experience and travel. Um, and it's been really great. So, no, I think that 's amazing. I kind of my husband and I kind of went through something like that when we purchased our first house. We bought this huge house for two people. Mm-hmm. I really fell mm-hmm. in love with the the lot it wasn 't the house we loved. it was the lot because we had this cool backyard, mm-hmm. and um, we were spending a fortune on tolls just oh. far out because you know you can 't live in the city, not for your first house Well, at least we couldn 't in the city we were in mm-hmm. and we just decided you know what quality of life is better. We downsized mm-hmm. got a smaller place to live in the city. And never look back. So I totally understand what you're saying. And I think sometimes we all get caught up Mm -hmm. and, and, in the world. I won't even say social media because I think we yep. get that way too much credit. Yes. But uh, just comparison is the thief for joy. No matter what platform it's on, mm-hmm. it will steal your joy every time. Totally. Totally. <laughs> you know? So I totally get it. And I, and I get why I, I understand and have that opportunity, especially when you're starting over in a new city, you want to mm-hmm. be able to explore it without having the yes. stress of signing a mortgage, you know, and be stuck in yes. some area. So yeah, kudos to you. Yeah, it's been great. So a huge part of your platform is self-care. Now, as a mom of four, I probably don't even have to ask why self-care is important, but tell us a little bit (laughs) about why you decided to make that your platform after being in the beauty industry.
1: Um, Yeah, so I um, was, again, a hair and makeup artist for 14 years, and so um, I saw um, big transformations in Um, The women that I was doing their hair and makeup for, you know, they would come in and they wouldn't feel good and they were, you know, embarrassed of how they looked and um, they just weren't as confident. And then once I was done doing their hair and makeup, they were like a totally different person. They spoke more, they were more engaged in the conversation. Their body language was different. They spoke to their kids different. They, you know, if their spouse was there, they spoke to their spouse different. They just had so much more confidence. And I loved that. And I loved that I was able to use, you know, such a fun tool to make women feel amazing. And so last year, um, I ended up, um, quitting clients completely just to stay home with the kids and. Um, essentially put all of my knowledge into, uh, online courses. So more women could essentially have all of my beauty knowledge. And as I started to get into that space, I realized that there's just a huge gap between women thinking um, you know negative things about self-care or feeling selfish because they wanted to take care of themselves or they didn't take care of themselves and they felt like crap about it um, and so I kind of this year have moved into um, this space uh, of just really teaching women how vital self-care is so I think that most women think that taking care of themselves that they um, they think it's secondary in contrast to their other responsibilities um, and they feel selfish if they do spend time on themselves um, and what I think most women women don't realize is that you're never going to be fully successful in anything unless you're fed, unless you're healthy, unless you have the energy and the confidence to sustain Whatever life you choose to lead, whether that's parenting, whether that's being an entrepreneur, whether that's working in corporate America, you know, whatever it is, um, self-care for women and moms typically comes, you know, way below everything else. Um, And it's just such a difference because you look at, you know, men and high-level executives and they don't feel bad when they have to take a shower, they don't feel bad when they need clothes for work. You know, they don't feel guilty for doing all these things, but for some reason, a lot of women really, really struggle, um, with that whole thing of guilt, um, and just feeling bad and selfish. Um, and I think part of that, you know, society has made um, women believe that it's either unimportant or vain or selfish. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it just struck a chord with me and I just really feel like women, Um, Need to know that it's not vain. It's not selfish. It's actually vital Um, You know and there's totally all these different levels of self-care. There's you know high-level self-care low-level self-care There's the treating yourself and there's you know doctor's appointments. There's different things But then there's also a really fun aspect to it that women forget um, Especially when they become mothers is you know You can have fun and take care of yourself and it's gonna translate in everything else It's gonna make you a happier mom Um, It's gonna make you feel really confident Um, So yeah, so now it's just turned into into this really big um, business of being able to share with women how to make themselves feel beautiful and not feel bad about it.
0: No, I agree. And we talk about self-care a lot here on the show. And I think one of the things that is a missing link is most of the time we don't realize how much we're neglecting ourselves as yes. women. I think because it's just second nature to us to provide and to be there for our family in every capacity, whether you're a mom or not, you really kind of are that caregiver. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's what fills us up too. So it's this tight rope that we walk. Like we enjoy taking care of the people we love. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes because of that, we put all of our needs on the back burner and don't even realize it until sometimes we're drowning in Mm-hmm. And someone's holding us accountable. So I thought it was so interesting when I was researching and looking on your website and everything that you're doing. I thought, wow, how innovative! There's a billion people in the beauty industry, you know, from makeup to hair to estheticians, all these great things. And I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody realizing the power they have to create something. It's it's simplistic and it's so. It's like one of those thoughts we all should have thought of. as your beauty guys. Mm-hmm. So right. how did you come up with that idea? Yeah.
1: So, um, it was about, let me see what year are we in 2019. So it was to the end of 2017, um, when I kind of closed that door and closed that chapter on doing hair and makeup for like weddings and clients and, um, all these different things and realized you know, um, I need to be home with the babies, but I still want to do what I love doing. I still want to teach women how to do their hair and makeup, you know? And at that time I was doing, some lessons and different things but it was just really hard having babies at home and I had two babies back to back so um I kind of started really uh, strategically thinking you know how how can I make this happen how can I do essentially virtual lessons how can I give these women you know every time I sat down with a client and I did their hair and makeup at the end they were like oh my gosh like I've never looked this good what did you use on me how did you put it on how did you do this how can you make my makeup last all day long and you barely even put anything on. And so I realized that everything that I knew as a makeup artist, I could put in an ebook and I could create videos and I could create this course that is a comprehensive, um, course that they could buy and have instant access to essentially almost a one-on-one lesson with me. And so I could give them my secrets. I could tell them the list of products that have worked for all my clients for 14 years. You know, you walk into Sephora and it's so overwhelming, especially, Especially if you're not a makeup artist. Exactly. Um, and you've got, you know, the girls there who are so sweet and so cute, but they're selling, you know, that's their job. It's their job to sell you on things and they don't really care if you need it or you don't need it. Um, and you know, most women, most real women, we are not doing those YouTube videos. We're not putting that much makeup on. We don't have that many hours in the day. We have things that we need to do. So Um, I really thought through how I could create a tool that was easy, um, that was, um, easy to consume, easy to use, easy to implement, um, that would give them those tips and tricks and tools that I knew worked, not just for myself, but for thousands of clients, So um, yeah, so it's been pretty successful and it's been super fun um, and I've been able to connect with some awesome women. We have um, women in 22 different countries that have my course um, and different, you know, a few of my courses and it's just really cool to see um, how something so fun for me um, has really been life changing for thousands of women.
0: Now I have to ask, because I'm sure there's someone listening to this who's a stylist right now or who's thinking, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? When you first got started, how did, did you already have a huge social media following? How did you get the word out that you were transitioning into the course area? How did you do that?
1: Yeah. So I think I did not have a huge following. Um, and, um, that was a little bit tricky, but, um, I had, you know, was already, um, the following that I did have, they were real followers that actually knew me. Um, they were, you know, previous clients that were just kind of following what I was doing. And so in between my transition from, um, stopping clients and moving into a more of like an online influencer space um, and an educational um, space online, um, I kind of started just to blog and just to give them and start to feed them um, some really, really good high quality content that they could utilize and just giving them some little tips and tricks. Um, and then I just started um, showing them little bits of what I was working on. And when I released it, um, the first couple months were pretty slow moving. Um, I made you know a, a pretty good income Um, from just the ebook portion, which is the first, um, the first half of the year, I only had the ebook, it wasn't until the second half of 2018, that I released the full blown course. So um, it made really good consistent income. um, And it was, you know, really good. But what I was able to do was um, connect with some other online influencers who um, their audience, you know, Wanted to know this information and so we partnered together to bring my content to their audience And so i've been able to reach other online influencers audiences and teach them my knowledge And so we do that through like free web classes um, And we're able to just give them some really good free content and then just give them You know an option to purchase the course um if they want to dive in deeper to these topics and kind of join this community of women who um, want to feel beautiful regardless of what season we're in. So, um, yeah, I face lots of challenges um, with followers and how to get it out and marketing because um, it is really different to um, charge for the content that I'm charging for um, when we're in a social space of um, free content. Um, you know, you go on Pinterest and you can see different things and you go on YouTube and you can see different things. But I think the biggest difference here is number one, when there's skin in the game, you actually consume the content. Um, You make it a priority to utilize and get your money's worth. And so I really wanted people to invest in the content. So they actually used it. Um, And number two, um, my courses are comprehensive. So you don't have to go down that rabbit hole of searching different YouTube videos and, you know, um, different Pinterest pins. It's all there. So you um, so, uh, my courses are comprehensive, so you don't have to go through the rabbit hole of trying to find what you're looking for. It's all there packaged for you. Super, super easy in short videos. Um, so you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours looking for it. So, um, yeah, it's a concept that I knew people needed because I was already giving them that content in person. So being able to do it online has been cool to reach more women.
0: More brunch and sleigh after this. Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com. Forward slash brunch and sleigh, that's P A T R E O N dot com, forward slash brunch and sleigh. And now back to brunch and sleigh. You said a couple of key things that I think a lot of people don't realize how important it is. It's not always about the number of followers. It's about genuine people who are invested in you. Mm -hmm. You don't always need, you might have 20,000 followers and only 300 people are actually vested and willing to purchase whatever you put out there. Yes. And those are the people who you talk to. So the fact that you knew that guys, I I, I brought attention to that because people ask me all the time about how to get more followers. I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. not really what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's really about people who are vested, especially if you're selling something, Mm -hmm. um, those folks who believe in what you're doing, who are liking every post, who are, who want you to engage with them, that's who you pay attention to. And that's who you'll attract. Yes. So you hit it on the head For right sure. there. And then you also realize quickly how to cross-pollinate pollinate for lack of better words and how to connect with brands and other influencers who were in your same wheelhouse and work together. Mm-hmm. Um, man. And I say it all the time, guys, everybody has something that they're great at that they can monetize. Yes. And I know this podcast is totally not about just monetize. It's about living your best life. But in order to do that, you need funds, people. You do,
1: you do. Yeah. And I think that money is such a icky topic that people don't like talking about. I think people think that any kind of desire to have any kind of abundance or wealth um, especially coming from women. Um, people don't like to hear it. Um, you know, people are always bragging about, you know, I got this on sale, I got this on sale, but I think that there really needs to be some level of, um, pride and some level of, a- you know, um, celebration for women who truly, you know, we all need money. We need money to survive and it's okay to desire that. And it's okay to want to have, you know, financial freedom for your family and to say, you know, I believe in myself and the skills that I've acquired and the, you know, life that I've been put through. And I, I'm going to use that to not only serve other women or, you know, in whatever certain way, but I'm going to use it to serve it for my family too, to, you know, create this place of financial freedom. So,
0: um, yeah, everyone needs money. Amen, <laughs> and package it up. You know, it's all about excellence. Yeah. When you guys look at Jamie's website, you're gonna see what I'm talking about. It's not just oh, I'm great and I do hair and makeup, and I'm not saying that, guys. You know, I have I, I've done nails, so this is not about that. It's about saying hey. I I have something great. It's great. You need it. We all spend, like she said, tons of money in Sephora and Ulta and all these different places. Mm -hmm. And you're a working person. You're not sitting here. We're not Generation Z. We don't have YouTube time. Like, we really don't. Mm -hmm. We just don't have time. We don't. Yeah. So to see that and realize you have something and package it in excellence and create it, that is what this is all about. And there's no, I will never be ashamed of wanting the best quality of life while I'm here on this journey Mm -hmm. on earth. There's nothing wrong with that and to be smart about it and to say you know what i had these babies i want to spend time with them i don't want to just be a thief in the night seeing them at bath time i want to be vested in these children um i want to give them something great and i'm gonna find a way to do it hats off to jamie yeah i (laughs) love it yeah so you have a challenge coming up tell us about that challenge
1: Yeah, so um, I run a self-care challenge a couple different times a year, um, and we have one coming up in um, February, um, and we're going through one right now in January. Um, And it's a self-care challenge, and um, it walks women through key areas of self-care that they're typically neglecting. um, And it really – the first part, um, the first week, or the first workbook is mastering your mindset. Um, I think one thing – that's one thing that women – really tend to forget about. Um, and you know, high level executives and entrepreneurs and they have all these amazing habits, um, that kind of propel them into success, but stay at home moms and women tend to forget that these high performing habits are really important and you can totally apply at home and you'll be more successful. Women think, you know, Oh, I just stay home. No, you don't. You're the CEO of your home. You probably do more than a CEO at at his job. (laughs) You do way more. So quit devaluing yourself. So, so, um, the first week of the challenge, we really um, dive deep into mastering your mindset. Um, you know, these high performing executives and business executives, you know, they have all these habits that help sustain them through their busy, crazy, hectic schedules, but mom tend moms and women tend to forget about those things. um, and they don't realize if you implement these, um, mastering your mindset, um, habits that you'll be able to, um, really function, um, in a space of, um, you know, where you're thriving at home. Um, and so we, we master our mindset that first week and we go through and we talk about, you know, the lies that you believe from society and how to break those lies down and cover them with true statements. Um, and really learn to value them. You know, I teach them how to value themselves. Um, and then we walk through the basics of nutrition and fitness and it's more so, you know, I'm not a fitness guru, but I have four kids. I know what it's like to to maintain a level of health that allows me to sustain my responsibilities. And so I teach them, you know, to let go of perfection and to let go of this idea of having to be a fitness model or you're just, you know, a, a chubby mom. Like it, there, there is an in-between. It doesn't have to be either or. So again, it's just going back to releasing that guilt, letting go of it, letting go of perfection and moving into a more healthy space. And then we go through, you know, the fun stuff, which is hair and makeup. And then finally, I walk them through wardrobe, how to move and um, dive and lean into their own season with their own style, um, and how to do that um, simply and sustainably. Um, And then we walk through how to do all these things all year long. So um, it's a really, really fun challenge. Um, I've loved it so far this month. Um, And next month is just going to be just as amazing. So...
0: Wow, that's really cool. So I know that you have something special for the Brunch and sleigh uh, listeners too.
1: Yeah. So, um, I am going to give you, um, a special code. So if anybody wants my biggest course that I have, it's the complete guide to beauty, which is the course that I talked about earlier. Um, and again, that's just essentially all of my makeup artist secrets I'm giving to you. I teach you how to do your hair, how to do your makeup, how to do a blowout at home, how to um, pick your makeup brushes, how to pick your foundation, you know, every aspect of hair and makeup, everything that you would need to know to create those foundational skills I put in this course. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a special link for that so, um, instead of that being um, 129 which it normally is, I'm gonna give it to you guys for $97. Um, so, you guys get a nice discount um, if you guys are interested in grabbing that, and it's totally worth it,
0: right? Of course, they are. So, now that everybody knows that you are the woman to be and the woman to, to get to know more, let's talk a little bit about you and let them get to know a little bit more about your personality. So, I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions okay. to get uh, let them get a little taste of Jamie. So. Uh, what are what are your favorite moments?
1: Oh my gosh, I have so many. I obviously am a self-care enthusiast. (laughs) That's my job, but I love my Sunday night um, rhythm or my Sunday night ritual. So Sunday for me is self-care Sunday. My family knows it. Everybody knows it. I don't spend the whole day, but I definitely spend a good chunk of time, um, you know, taking a really, really nice long shower and blow drying my hair and just getting myself mentally prepped for the week. Um, If I need to do, you know, paint my nails or do anything or um, a really, really good skincare routine. And that's, my day to kind of fill myself up in the evening and make sure that I'm feeling great and in a really good mental space. Um, so that I'm ready to take on my week for whatever comes that week.
0: (laughs) I like that. I like having a a time that everybody knows don't mess with mom. (laughs) So how about, I know I need a break when? Oh, I know I need a break
1: when I'm super snappy with my husband and my kids. That is like, uh, hello, you have not been doing anything to take care of yourself and you need a time out for yourself, mom.
0: <laughs> now I know as a mom of four, you probably deal with this a lot, trying to find those individual moments with your kids. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? And how do you make sure that you give them that one-on-one time? And, and do you do it daily or how, do, how does that work for you? That's a really, really good question.
1: Um, and one thing that we've implemented as a family is, um, you know, when you have one child or two children, you can kind of function and you don't really have to change too much. But when, we, when you get higher in the numbers, when you, you know, get to baby number three, baby number four, you really have to learn to like automate and put some systems in place so that you can function well and without chaos. And so we've put um, these um, time management um, pieces um, into our schedule. And so every month we have a family meeting and then every week, we um, get together every Sunday um, and we go through our schedule for the week and we meal prep together as a family. And so what we do when we do our monthly um, family meeting is we say, you know, what are some things coming up this month? Um, How did we do last month did we miss out on anything did we forget anything um you know did we like how our schedule worked last week you know we have scheduled cleaning days and we have you know daily rhythms for the kids you know like my eldest knows that after every meal that we eat together that she clears the table and my son knows um after every meal he um sweeps because we have a one and a half year old who drops food everywhere um so we have these rhythms and systems together but one thing that we do too in those meetings is, um, once we've kind of created those must haves, you know, we know we have school, we know we have practice on this day, we know we have cleaning on this day. Okay. So, um, once we kind of put in our, um, what we know we have to do in our schedule, then we sit down and we kind of say, okay, now what do we want to do this month? What do we want to accomplish? And we really time to have, you know, big kid time where the little girls are, you know, at home with the babysitter and we're, out with the big kids or my husband takes my son out and he has that one-on-one time. And so we really do a good job of being proactive and scheduling in an advance time for everybody. Um, you know, we've got our girl time and our boy time and our individual time. Um, and then obviously we're able to sneak that in um, one-on-one during the week. Like um, every child gets to pick one meal that they want to help cook and that they want to eat that week. Um, and so they help me or my husband prepare that meal. So that's more one-on-one time. Um, so we really just try to be super ahead of the game and organized. um,
0: And when it's on the calendar, you make it a priority. So that's really helped us. How cool is that? You're my kind of woman. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I love organization. So that my husband and I, we meet every Sunday, you know, a a couple of, it's just peace of mind. You cannot fly by the seat of your pants when you're busy people. It just will not work. Totally. And you will be, like you said, snapping at everybody Mm -hmm. and anybody. So Peace of mind is preparation. Yes, yes. I love it. For sure. So one of the things we like to do uh, and I love to do is those people who take time out of their day, who pour into us and who share their journey, we want to give them something back. So I want to ask you now, what vibes or prayers can the Brunch and Slay tribe send your way to help you along on your journey? Ooh, that's a really good one too. Um,
1: I would just say, um, you know, helping me. Find a way to continue to fill myself back up as I'm continually emptying out in different content and different interviews. Um, I'm as much as it looks like I'm an extrovert. I'm actually not. I'm a big introvert. Um, And so, with all of the different interviews and articles I'm writing and content and um, Facebook groups that I'm running, sometimes I do find that no matter how much um, you know self physical self care I have, sometimes I need to spend a lot more time on that mental quiet self care. Just kind of a Allowing myself to reset and fill myself back up. So just um, maybe send some vibes and some prayers that I just am able to continually be refilled or refill myself.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And now this Saturday you can brunch with anybody in the world dead or alive that you want to, who are you brunching with?
1: Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> Ooh, that is such a good question. Um,
1: hmm. Okay. I love again. It's in the beauty. She's in the beauty world. I absolutely love Kristen S. She is a, um, a celebrity hairstylist. She's amazing. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a um, yeah, so she, she works with who? She works with Lauren Conrad and a bunch of other people. Um, and she has, a, a line out at target. Um, and it's just wonderful, but, um, I just would love to sit down and have brunch with her and hang out and kind of pick her brain too, and just see, um, you know, how she got to this level being connected with all the different celebrities and, um, coming out with a, her own line. I think it's just awesome. And it's really cool to see, um, you know, artists be able to make this massive career out of, you know, a really fun career.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I and I, I so think it's important to surround yourself around people who are where you wanna be in whatever mm-hmm. capacity that is, even if that is being in their feed and just looking mm-hmm. at them and getting inspiration. So a lot of people, you know, they jump on the social media is the devil and all that. I'm like, no, it's in I love it it's created for inspiration and for connection. I love it too. Totally. Yeah. And, and I could, I could, sometimes I can just get lost in it and mm-hmm. cheerleading and sending good notes to people. Mm-hmm. But you know, if it, I would say this, and this is probably, you know, this is so not about our conversation, but if you find yourself feeling a lot of envy every time it's time to do a self check It's mm-hmm. in house, it doesn't have anything to do with the people in your feed. It's time for you to do, 100%. do a self check. Yeah. yeah. So what, yeah, I think people, Go ahead. No, <laughs> I thought we cut out again, y'all. Just so the <laughs> folks at home who are listening, as I edit this, I'm going to try my best to get it out. But Jamie and I have been having all kind of internet <laughs> technical issues, but we're going to still keep tracking along. That's why we're laughing. It's like, but uh, 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 so uh, uh. <laughs> go ahead, Jamie.
1: Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I do. I hate that. I hate that social media gets such a bad rap because number one, we're choosing to use it. And number two, we choose who we want to follow. It's all in choices. So if you're, you know, feeling not so good about who you're following or those people are making you feel bad. Number one, like you said, that's a hard check on you. You know, why are you feeling bad? And number two, you have the choice to follow these people or not like my feed. I love looking at my feed. It is so inspirational. It puts a pep in my step. It lights a fire under my butt every time I get on because I have surrounded. Myself socially with people that are absolutely incredible, successful, loving um, you know, encouraging people. And it's such a cool way that we can connect with people that aren't right next to us or aren't physically in front of us. I've made so many good friends who are fellow entrepreneurs who we connect with each other all the time. And then on another level, I get to connect and lead other women in, you know, living a better motherhood and a better life all through social media. It can be a really great thing if you choose to make it a great thing.
0: I agree. I agree. My feet gives me life every day, every day. So what area of your life are you currently slaying, Jamie? Slaying.
1: Um, I would have to say our schedule as a family. We are doing so good with maintaining a space of being prepared and mentally prepared and physically prepared. And um, it's just really nice to have, you know, we we. Co- you come from what? from home and having four kids. Uh, We could live in a total space of chaos with all these kids and schedules and schools and drop-offs and pickups, but we're choosing not to. And so uh, we can feel the fruit of those decisions. So we're definitely slaying getting our crap together and having a good schedule. (laughs) What are the ages of your kids? What are the ranges? So I have an 11-year-old girl, a seven-year-old boy, a three-year-old girl, and an 18-month-old girl.
0: Oh mama I'm praying for you. Yes, that's a <laughs> lot but you know what I I grew up in a house with four kids and there's a sweet spot once I guess that small one is totally potty trained mm-hmm. those others. It's just like this groove that you get in as a family. It's so much fun having brothers and sisters, you know, and I really enjoyed that. And I remember when I felt like we got a lot more freedom and we knew when not to pluck my mom's nerves and, you know, they start to (laughs) have a rhythm, you know, so soon come, soon come Jamie.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. I know my husband and I were just talking, people keep asking, are you guys done having kids? And we're like, yes, we cannot wait to have, you know, we love the babies, but we're ready to have that time where we can sit at a restaurant and not have food thrown.
0: Oh yeah. We're yeah, ready. Yeah. 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 So uh, I want to thank you so much and ask you, where can people follow you? How can they support you?
1: Yeah. So, um, they can head to my website, which is the Mac house and you'll find everything there. There's tons of content, um, tons of freebies, really fun stuff. And then, um, I'm really, really active on Instagram. So, um, my handle is it's underscore, uh, the Mac house
0: and then underscore. Okay, that is so simple. So, Jamie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and bearing with the internet devil who tried to stop our show. <laughs> no problem. I appreciate you having me on. It was Yeah, I love your energy and I'm wishing you so much success and welcome to Texas, girl. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. So if you enjoy this show, as much as I enjoyed having this conversation with Jamie, you know what to do. Go ahead and share the show on whatever platform that you are familiar with, wherever you thrive, because we're there. And tag us so that we can shout you out and give you a true good old Texas thank you. And until next time, always remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira, and this is Brunson and